Welcome to the Jacked on the Beanstalk Vegan Podcast, hosted by the Shorky Sisters. Repping the vegan hippie meatheads of the world is Sam, the first ever vegan world naturals bikini pro, coach, author, and blogger, who's got an ass that's out of this world. Repping the busy, tired moms of the world is Sarah, and her ass is, well, mediocre. Together, they're on a mission to live with purpose and unlock the mysteries of a healthy mind, body, and spirit. So grab a seat in the back of Sarah's minivan and enjoy the ride. episode of the Jacked on the Beanstalk podcast. I am so thrilled to announce that our beloved little Sari is back on the air, back recording right next to me. So welcome back, dear sister. Thank you. It's good to be back. And as I mentioned on the last episode, which I was forced to record all by myself. Sarah was off getting a second hip replacement, which unfortunately has not been the best experience of her life. Well, the surgery was fine. I'm just horribly impatient, irritable, and bored as fuck. Kind of like how I felt waiting for you to be able to podcast with me again. Well, I can't cram my body into mom and dad's closet right now. Sorry. Yeah, in case anyone doesn't know this, we like to record in our parents' closet because the audio is so damn good. But anyways, I am glad that you are finally back and we have decided to tackle a topic that was Sarah's suggestion. Lord knows I've been doing enough of it. And that topic is boredom eating. And I'm sure a lot of people can relate to this one, especially since we've been in a pandemic. Although I think I've done so much boredom eating that I'm now bored of eating. Then why are we talking about this? Well, whatever rainbow and unicorn feel-good bullshit that you wanted to cover, I didn't feel I could bring myself to talk about. (laughs) Yeah, well, my suggestion was a topic something like, what is your vibrational energy? But you know what? We're still going to do it eventually, hopefully sooner than later, because I really like this idea and I am all about your inner light and the energy that you're putting out into the world. Well, I'll start double dosing on my antidepressants in preparation. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so boredom eating. I feel like we have touched on this a few times over the years, and I definitely address this topic with many of my clients on the regular, and I can definitely speak from personal experience. I like to find one person who hasn't at some point in their lives eaten purely because they're bored, and it's probably even more relevant to us in 2021, as I was just mentioning, because we're all still dealing with this effing pandemic stay-at-home home bullshit that is forcing us to be stressed out and stuck in our homes with not much else to do but cook, bake, and eat like hogs at the trough. So do you, Sarah, find that you're eating better or worse since COVID? Well, at first it was absolutely disgusting and shameful. Then I kind of got my act together and even got into really good shape after Christmas. But recovering from surgery, I am so bored. And I've just been binge watching and binge eating. Mm. 
And it doesn't help that mom keeps bringing over baked goods. Ugh, I hear you. Although I must admit, whenever I go to mom and dad's, because there was so many times where I, you know, would just eat and snack on all of the junk food that was available on every countertop and in every cupboard. But nowadays, I'm actually pretty strong and not giving into the temptation. I think because I do go there so often for them to help me look after Harry and whatnot and allow me to go to the gym. So I'm pretty good now at seeing those baked goods for what they really are which is bloat city (laughs) yeah and just highly refined highly processed garbage that really doesn't provide my body with anything other than bloat and a few moments of deliciousness in my mouth well i'm willing to make that sacrifice i still let harry eat it although i don't know how good i feel about that either but Yeah, mom is totally fucking up my parenting because he's used to getting gluten-free spinach ginger cookies and superfood energy balls at my house for his treats. Then he goes to grandma and grandpa's house and they have an array of homemade cookies and pies and cakes and... Well, get used to it. As soon as he's school-aged and going to birthday parties, he'll be exposed to all kinds of new shit you don't want him exposed to. Ugh, I know. I think about that day all the time. Anyway, back to boredom eating, and I'm sure every single one of us can attest to being guilty of this at one point or another. Maybe your workday has started to drag or your daily routine has become uneventful, especially if you're working from home. Whatever the case may be, I think we can all agree that eating out of boredom is essentially a way of finding some kind of fulfillment. And I'd say the major problem with any kind of boredom eating is a major lack of eating awareness. We're eating without thinking. And when we eat without thinking, we have no recollection of how much we ate, why we even ate it, and sometimes what we even ate in the first place. In fact, I bet if you ask anyone what they ate in the last 24 hours, most people would recall the meals that were planned and the meals that they were mindful about, but they would totally forget to remember the bag of chips that they snacked on while answering emails or the half bag of chocolate chips that they inhaled whilst watching 90 Day Fiance on TV last night. And I even noticed this when I'm reading the question that my new clients fill out. One of the questions I always ask is, what foods do you crave or are addicted to? And very often, people will say they don't crave anything or feel they are addicted to any junk food. Although maybe that's because they're just eating whatever the hell they want. Well, obviously that's what's happening, but without sounding like a judgmental asshole, if this person is significantly overweight and are hiring me to help them lose the weight and learn better eating habits, I fully admit that I wonder if they're lacking such an awareness around their snacking and eating habits that they honestly don't even realize how much unnecessary snacking or mindless eating that they're doing on a regular basis. And if there's anything that I want our listeners to take away from this episode, it's that good eating awareness is so frigging crucial if you want to develop and more importantly maintain good eating habits. Yeah, and having awareness around the fact that you have no control over food. Mm. 
One thing I discovered about myself is that if we have chips in the house, I will grab the entire bag and start eating them right out of the bag, which is terrible. Right. Then you just go into robot hog mode and just keep plowing into a bottomless pit. So in an attempt to combat this, I have started putting some in a little cereal-sized bowl. I never fill the bowl up more than once, but I still get to snack without eating three times the amount I probably would have if I had had the entire bag in front of me. Mm-hmm. Yes, I love that. And that that is a great example of food awareness. And for me, my example would be that when I'm dying for something sweet late night, and I've probably talked about this before, and I definitely tell people and clients all the time, but I am in full-on mom mode from 7 a.m. to 8 p.m. basically every single day. And I don't typically start my work day until 8 p.m. after Harry is asleep for the night. And I'm very focused on my client plan writing or answering emails until about 11 every night. And then at that point, I'll usually work out while I'm watching the news, as sad and pitiful as that sounds. God. Yes, it's brutal, but I don't really have any other choice. And I like working out. So I usually treat that as my reward for finishing my day's work. God, we're different. But if say I am completely exhausted and all I can do or want to do is catch up on the latest episode of The Bachelor, which totally sucked this season, and get into comfy, shitty reality TV binge mode, then yeah, obviously at that point, I want something fulfilling. I want a sweet treat to accompany this little bit of downtime that I've created for myself, which is a good thing. I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but I have enough eating awareness around my cravings and my eating habits to know that if I just go grab the bed of chocolate chips and a tub of peanut butter out of the cupboard, I could easily be spooning both into my mouth for a while before I even realize that I've probably just consumed a solid 5,000 calories before I'm about to go to sleep. Well, I guess we're similar in some ways. (laughs) But again, keeping my goals in mind and plenty of awareness around my particular food cravings and eating patterns and how all of this relates to my lifestyle and what factors have affected everything from my energy levels to my hormones. I make choices that don't make me feel like I'm in a constant state of restriction, but rather like you, Sarah, I'll go and grab a small dessert size bowl. I'll fill it up with half a cup of rolled oats. Then I'll sprinkle some powdered peanut butter and some cinnamon on top. Now bear in mind, people, two and a half tablespoons of powdered peanut butter is a total of 60 calories versus two and a half tablespoons of actual peanut butter is 225 calories. And that's if I eat the exact same amount. But I know that when I'm mindlessly eating full fat PB straight out of the jar with a spoon, I'm definitely going to end up eating at least double that. So anyways, I then like to mix in a little bit of soy milk to my little peanut buttery oats and it creates this delicious little concoction. And then I sprinkle that with a couple tablespoons of chocolate chips and voila, it's perfectly clean, relatively healthy. Yes, it has some sugar in it. Yes, it's it's carbs at nighttime, but you know what? It's incredibly satisfying. And sure, obviously, if you're following very strict macros or you're gearing up to do a physique competition, then no, this recipe is not going to make the cut for you. But for the average person who is simply trying to maintain a healthy weight, this is a really good way to stay on track with your health and fitness goals and not get sucked 
sucked into the whole diet deprivation mindset. That's what I learned recently when I was following what I called my pre-op prep. When I asked you to write me that brutally strict diet plan and then didn't actually follow it. But I did lose 12 pounds in like six weeks. And what I found was that dieting and restriction just don't work for me. Well, it doesn't work for a lot of people. Most people. Because I feel like the dieting and deprivation feels just as unhealthy as eating garbage. And what I learned is that I just have to give up junk and desserts without feeling like I've given up everything that is even remotely enjoyable. So having a little bowl of oatmeal at lunch, which was also my after workout meal. Perfect. I threw some flaxseed and some walnuts in there, a little bit of maple syrup and some almond milk, and it was completely satisfying. The syrup gave me that little bit of sweetness that made it feel like a treat, and I didn't feel as deprived giving up actual desserts after supper because I was still getting that little bowl of joy every day. Yes, exactly, and that's what I'm trying to say here is, in fact, going back to all the temptation that we're saying is at mom and dad's house, that's exactly how I'm able to avoid pounding back mom's desserts because I make damn sure that I always have my oats, my powdered peanut butter, and chocolate chips on the ready at their house too. So again, it's having that awareness that the only time I really crave junk food, which for me is always sweet stuff, I set up my schedule so that if I'm staying at mom and dad's for the night, I will plan it so that I hit the gym around 8 p.m., get back to their place for 10-ish, I drink a protein shake on the drive home, then I have my little oats and chocolate chips treat as I'm answering client emails, and I feel very satisfied and never deprived. So the desire to crack open that tin of cookies staring me in the face isn't even there. And of course, even if it is, I simply bring myself back to a mindful state of awareness, I remind myself that eating those cookies isn't doing me or my body any favors. Sorry, mom. And instead, I get to indulge in my own little healthy concoction and be okay with it stopping there. And it's important to remember, guys, that eating is a learned behavior. We are conditioned to eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner. We've been conditioned to believe that we can't say no to our mom's delicious baking. It's been ingrained in our frigging heads that we're supposed to have a coffee every day at 10 a.m. and then wash it down with a Starbucks scone because that's what we do when we go to work. And it's that same mentality that when we're children and we get upset, our parents reward us with ice cream to make us feel better. So it only makes sense that once we become adults, we associate eating with how it alleviates emotional pain and that's why so many people then turn to food whenever they're stressed out or upset or feeling lonely or whatever. And I know I've talked about this on previous podcasts, but it's also important to note that eating food greatly affects our levels of dopamine. And dopamine is a neurotransmitter in our brains that plays a huge role in reward-motivated behavior. So basically, dopamine is your brain's desire chemical that's associated with the feeling you get when you've achieved a goal and don't we all want to feel accomplished? Well, it's those junky type foods that are absolutely going to contribute to an increase in your dopamine levels. 
So yes, those foods that are high in sugar, fat, and salt, guess what? They all cause your body to release endorphins, AKA those feel-good hormones, and go figure when you're needing a dopamine fix, you're not going to grab a plate of salad or the tofu scramble that's in your fridge. So just out of curiosity, before all of these highly palatable foods were in existence, how did we get our dopamine fixes? Like what did the cavemen do? Yeah. Well, fruit was a rare find for them. So I'm sure they got a dopamine hit every time they were hunting or foraging or fucking the women. (laughs) If they were lucky enough to find themselves a bee's honey hive, well, I'm sure the endorphins were plenty of flowing as they rubbed honey all over their junk and had their way with the cave ladies. Honey junk? (laughs) I'm pretty sure that sticky mess would cause more problems than pleasure. I actually read that Manuka honey has a natural antibacterial antiviral quality to it. When rubbed into giant caveman bushes? (laughs) Who knows, Sarah? But why are we even talking about this? All I know is that dopamine levels are generally well regulated by the body, but there are, of course, a few diet and lifestyle changes that you can make to boost your own levels. And obviously, consuming a balanced diet that contains enough protein, vitamins, minerals, and a moderate amount of fat can greatly help your body to produce the dopamine it needs. Then, of course, there are lifestyle choices choices that are also important. Things like getting enough sleep, regular exercise, listening to good tunes, meditating, spending time out in the sun, which the cavemen obviously did. All of these things can boost your dopamine levels. Okay, so I got to get my ass to the gym. I'm looking at the clock like crazy here. I've got a book for 12, so let's get through this quickly. So anyway, back to the whole boredom eating topic and sharing some of my own personal tips on how to make better food choices when boredom eating strikes so you don't screw up your health goals altogether. But first, let's announce the Patreon prize for this episode. Oh, right. Okay, what are we giving away? I don't actually know. Oh, I thought we decided we were going to start giving out little JOTB goodie bags. Oh yeah, the swag bag idea. Yeah, let's do that from now on, actually. I I think people will like this. And it basically means that all of you Patreon people, you are going to start receiving JOTB protein powder, stickers, magnets, and guys, this is a big deal that we now have keychains. Whoa. Who is who's winning this week? Yeah, well, I actually picked the name while Sam was getting ready for the gym. So this week's winner is Phil. Oh, nice. I love Phil. All right, Phil, I'll get your swag bag out in the mail this week. Okay, so let's go through these tips pretty quickly here. I did want to say, obviously, as a nutrition coach, I'm going to state just how important planning your meals is. Meal prep and planning is obviously a huge part of having food awareness. And if your meals and snacks are all prepped and planned into your day, you're obviously going to make better food choices and it will keep hunger at bay. And then uh, I just want wanted to throw out a couple of my own personal suggestions of what I do in order to avoid eating out of boredom. I stretch or I foam roll. I will call or email one of my girlfriends in Vancouver who I don't get to see much anymore. I will make a to-do list. I will go to bed early and just say, screw staying up, you know, force yourself. I'm sleep deprived, go to friggin' bed. I'll give myself a manicure or a pedicure. Or since I've had Harry 
what I'll do at nighttime is I'll wash my hair, blow dry and flat iron it because it'll save me a ton of time in the morning. And obviously I'm not thinking about food while I'm flat ironing my hair. I will brush and clip my pet's nails. I'll brush floss and whiten my own teeth. I'll do a little ab workout while watching TV. I'll wash my makeup brushes. I will clean out a dr junk drawer or go through my closets, clean the oven or the fridge. I'll have a cup of warm tea. I will try on or organize all of my clothes and get rid of the stuff that doesn't fit anymore. There's so much stuff you can do, but basically you want to keep your hands busy and get out of the kitchen if possible and you know the temptation is too much. Okay, and then of course going for a walk, you can always do that. I've seen so many studies over the years that prove if you go for a quick walk after a meal, you will be able to lose weight more easily. The next time you're feeling bored and tempted to wander into the kitchen, wander outside the house for a minute and give yourself a little bit of physical activity. And on that note, have a great week everybody. Glad to have you back, Sarah. Time to go train, Shorky sisters, out.